listeners, welcome to the first episode of Prehistory. What better time to finally launch this podcast I've been sitting on for months than in the time of the coronavirus? I I mean, when you have a plague, make podcasts or something of that nature. So let's get started with my new indoor hobby. To start off with, we will look at how the Jamaican flag was selected as the country was moving from their direct rule of England as a colony and had won its independence. There's a ton to do when you have just earned that independence. I mean, as a young adult, you might need to move out of the house, get a car, get an apartment. Remember to start booking your own dental appointments, maybe. And as a young country, you'll need to do a bit more than that. Setting up parliament, having your first elections, putting laws into place, and more importantly, picking out your national symbols and throwing a huge party to celebrate all of that. To get started on how the national flag was picked out as a new Jamaican government raced to get everything in order in time for the opening of a new parliament on August 6th, 1962. Let's swing to September 30th, 1961, about a year earlier. There's a little less than a year to prepare for the opening of a new parliament in August of the next year. A bipartisan committee of the Senate and House of Representatives announces a national competition to the public for designs of a new national flag. And by the time the competition closed in June the following year, the committee has to sort through 388 entries. I will post pictures of these online or in the show notes, but some of them are really cute. So out of those 388 entries, the committee did not pick any of them. And they basically said, we'll do it ourselves, which feels like a waste to me. I mean, there's a cute one with a crocodile on it, a plain background. So very basic, but I mean, if you look at that from miles and miles away, you're probably gonna think it's a lizard or something. So I guess not super majestic. There's another one that looks like a red cross with a white outline on a blue background with some pineapples running along the cross. But I guess that's not really what the committee was looking for. I mean, to be fair, they wanted to stay away from the red, white, and blue of the British flag, which personally, thank God, (laughs) red, white, and blue is way too common anyway on flags. No offense, America and others. They ended up with a design that was a green background. And then picture on that green background, you have black bar running horizontally and yellow outlines around the black bar above and below it. Okay, so cool. They think everything's done and a flag is chosen. The end. Thanks for listening. Whoops. Nope. Turns out the flag is the same as I am going to butcher this name. Tanga Nikia. Tanga Nikia. I am sure that is wrong. With that design being flagged for copyright violations, the House of Representatives went back at it. A Reverend William McGee suggested to his friend Alexander Bustamante, the Prime Minister of Jamaica, 
to add a cross to the flag, since Jamaica was a Christian country, he referenced the Scottish flag, uh, sketched out the saltire, also sure I'm butchering that word, which is a fancy name for a diagonal cross, and filled it in with black, green, and gold. This Reverend McGee dude seemed to have a pretty full life, but I won't get into his past too much since it would be off topic, but maybe I'd cover him in like a future mini episode. What's important to the story is that he is from Scotland, so and the flag really does have that resemblance to, to the Scottish flag. And there's evidence that he had experience in design. For example, he designed the badge, uniforms, and colors for the school he started in Jamaica, Meadowbrook High. Prime Minister Bustamante passed on the design to the committee, and the House had one last debate before making up their minds. One person suggested adding the coat of arms in the center, which is a terrible idea if you think about it for 10 seconds. For our non-Jamaican listeners out there, uh, this is a quick description of the coat of arms. You have two Arawak Indians, male and female, standing on either side of a shield, and inside the shield is a cross emblazoned with pineapples, and above the shield, is a helm, and above the helm is a crocodile sitting on a log. So there's a lot going on there. No one's gonna see what that is, that complicated drawing on a piece of cloth lifted 20 feet in the air. Just keep it simple. There was no time for that suggestion to go anywhere though, because including the color black was a huge point of contention. So this was in the 60s, where there was a large black power movement, and people, especially the elites, were touchy about anything that might broach that topic. One member of the house dropped a hint that some people in Jamaica were not happy about some of the colors chosen because they resembled a certain organization that's not popular today. He was subtly, but not really that subtly, referring to the People's Political Party, which was originally started by national hero Marcus Garvey and re-inaugurated by Millard Johnson at the time. The PPP's flag had three horizontal bands of red, black, and green. In the period leading up to Jamaica's first general election in April 1962, the PPP had been popular enough to pose a significant threat to the two major political parties and the PPP had managed to organize mass meetings in provincial centers as they advocated black ethnic nationalism. Despite, or rather because of this perceived threat, they ended up being crushed by the other parties in the general election, but this must have been on everyone's mind as they stared at the black on the flag and argued about it. Sure enough, one committee member commented, I saw motor cars flying this kind of flag in my constituency, and I do not see why we should have a flag like that. Another member, Felix Toiloy's explanation on why he didn't like black on the flag was because black is a sign of distress. Someone else rightly pointed out, uh, Max Carey pointed out, that this country is made up of a majority of black people. I don't see how you can take the black out of the flag. Toiler protested that he was talking about the color itself and not the people. Another member said, Garvey has black in his flag. 
the Rastas have black in their flag. A certain gentleman who has a political party, hint, hint, has black in his flag. I like black not for its beauty, but for its significance. Here's another comment. Uh, the pigmentation of my skin is equally or even darker than my friend, and I am equally proud of it. But the question of racial color should never come into this discussion. So, I mean, this is just a lot of back and forth about the color black, which, I mean, isn't that a timely topic <laughs> this year and every other year? But anyway, moving on. So Bustamante ended the argument with a simple point. If the color was to be made significant, then we would not have a flag at all. It is that national feeling that counts. Every one of us cannot have the same color. Every one of us can like the same woman, but she cannot like us all. If members had thought more deeply, we would not have lost so much time arguing. So that was the end of that. At the end of the day, we had a gold diagonal cross with the green top and bottom triangles and black and side triangles and that was approved of unanimously and this was just three months before the first independence day celebration in jamaica so let's skip ahead a little bit to august 5th 1962 11 58 p.m crowds gather at various hotspots across the island, including a ceremony at the National Stadium in the capital, attended by dignitaries from several countries, including Princess Margaret, representing the Queen. Queen of England, clearly. <laughs> the first verse of God Save the Queen is played, floodlights are turned off in the arena, and the Union Jack is lowered. The lights come back on, and the new Jamaican flag is at the top of the flagpole, while the verses of the new anthem is played. Sir Alexander Bustamante, founder of the Jamaica Labour Party, is sworn in as Prime Minister. Hardships there are, but the land is green and the sun shineth. That's the meaning behind the black, green and gold of the flag, at least until 1996 when the hardship part was swapped out for a more positive interpretation for black, creativity and strength of the people. So that's the story of our flag. The only country flag in the world that does not use red, white, or blue in its colors. Thank you for sticking through my first episode. I am ridiculously happy and nervous at the same time. Do drop a review, feedback, likes, stars, whatever it is that you listen to this on. If there is a way to to give up to drop a review then do it and I will catch up with you next time. Have a great week guys.